<laughs> I want to start off with a story I uh, read recently, just loved it. It was a man was sitting on a park bench looking so depressed. <laughs> a policeman came over and to encourage him, something, something the matter, sir? He said, yeah, he replied, a few months ago, my grandfather left me half a million dollars in some, and some oil wells. The officer said, well, that doesn't sound too bad, sir. He said, yeah, he said, but you haven't heard the worst of it. <laughs> Last month, my uncle left me a million dollars. And the officer said, I'm just, uh, I'm not understanding. I don't get it. Why are you so unhappy then? He said, well, so far this month, nobody's left me anything. <laughs> and I think, I think that, uh, sometimes in, in the, in the kingdom of God, we walk with God and we, we think we deserve Something. How many know America is is a is a nation that has an entitlement attitude? You owe me. And uh, can I just tell you, if you got up this morning and God gave you breath, you are blessed. If you're able to get in the car and get to church, you are blessed. If you have a church to go to and you can worship openly, you are blessed. So this is not the day to to be coward and scared and fearful. It's the day to be strong and brave. And I just felt like kicking the year off with a series on favor. And uh, last week we talked uh, quickly online about uh, uh, Psalm 65:11. The year is crowned with favor. It's crowned with favor. People, as you are, are the people of God, people ought to be able to see God's favor and hand of blessing on your life. It ought to be as obvious as the nose on your face. And you say, well, I don't feel it. Listen, it's not nothing to do with your feelings. And our story today. Uh, we're going to talk about Joseph, a man who was favored by God. It starts off talking about his favor coming from his father, heavenly father, uh, uh, his earthly father, Jacob. But how many know there is a father in heaven who can do way more than your father on earth could ever think of doing? Some of you could have came from a home that was broken and father, father figure kind of marred your idea of, of the, of the fatherhood of God could have, could have messed with you. But how many know? Your father, in fact, Romans says, if we being evil, talking about earthly fathers, if we being evil know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more? Could somebody shout how much more? How much more will your heavenly father give the gift of the Holy Spirit to them that ask? So there's this element of asking. And when we started the series, we talked about grace and favor being synonymous. Uh, grace and favor. In the Old Testament, Noah found favor in the eyes of God. What he found was grace. The Old Testament uses that a lot. Um, J- Moses, Moses found favor, grace, right? David, um, Hannah, Esther found favor with the king. And, uh, and so it's grace. I don't know if you've ever been in the presence of royalty. I, I have not, except for you. You're, you're the royal priesthood. I said, you're a holy nation. You're heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I wish somebody knew who they were. You are the people of God. So I am in the presence of royalty and uh, sons and daughters of the most high God. And I think that because of the charismatic renewal, this burdened my heart, Josiah. I thought, you know, the charismatic renewal and the prosperity gospel kind of took the, uh, threw the baby out with the bathwater because they took it to the extreme and that everybody thought they were little Jesuses running around. How many know? But to start this thing off, you need to understand we are not deity, nor will we ever be. All right? We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. But being positioned in that place, our righteousness is in Him. Any good thing you see in me, 
It's come from him. And uh, James puts it this way. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above, right? From the Lord of lights. From the Lord of lights. Light travels at the, at the speed of, of 186,000 miles a second. Wow. That's God. And listen, listen. And there's no variables. It always does. Scientists are not trying to debate it. I mean, oh, that's how fast it is and that's how fast it will be. Come on, somebody. You're never going to be smarter than God. You're not going to slow light down. If you're traveling on a train, the fastest light, if you're going the same way, then you're moving 186 miles an hour, right? If you collide with it, you're still not going to stop it. Light still travels at 186,000 miles. How many know God is faithful and his ways are perfect and he has a plan for your life? You can't alter God. You can't change God. He is unchangeable, immutable. I wish somebody get excited about our God today. And Joseph has his favor. So when we say favor of Jacob, we understand. We understand that, that Joseph was the 11th son of Jacob. Twelve boys in all, ten by Leah, two by Rachel. Rachel's the one he wanted. Leah's the one he got. Uh, do I have to go back and teach all of that, or does anybody know their Bible? Okay. Uncle Laban, who was a little uh, sneaker. I mean, all of us were sneakers. And I'm not talking about tennis shoes. He was a little surplanter liar. And the DNA of Jacob came, you know, out of that. We all came from a fallen state. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we're all born in this negative state where we're never satisfied, can't get enough. No matter what God did or done or has done or will do, in a world without God, it's never enough. In fact, when Jesus was on the cross, the thief that was cursing him said, if you'll just go one more step, Jesus, we will be favored. I'll follow you. Just come off the cross. How many know he wouldn't have? Because you can't never satisfy a carnal mind. But the other guy, he said, if you'll grace me today, if you'll put favor on my life today, uh, I, I want you to remember me when you come into your kingdom. He believed. I mean, oh, those that believe on the Lord shall be saved. If you're out there and you're, uh, you're walking away from God, running from God, refusing God, neglecting God, don't want any part of God because somebody hurt you, you need to know that God loves you. Come on, Oak Grove. Help them know that God loves them today. God loves you. You can't get good enough for him. You can't get bad enough to change his love for you. He loves you, period. And God so loved the world, he gave his only son for you. And when you receive his grace, <laughs> wow, that's only the beginning of a blessed life. I said it's only the beginning of a blessed life. My life changed at 18, I got to tell you. How many glad for the day you gave your heart to Jesus? What a change. What a change in 24 hours, in less than 24 hours. Before that, my girlfriend, my wife now, 38 years, bought me a Bible, but it didn't mean uh, she just made a purchase at the bookstore. I mean, the Bible is worthless unless I know the one who wrote it. So I, made, I had an encounter with Jesus. I asked Jesus into my heart, and my life changed. Hope came in, and vision came in, and favor came in, and blessing came in, and goodness came in, and... And, oh, forgiveness, and, man, he's got you on a journey. How many's ready to go forward with Jesus in 2022?
the year of the favor of the Lord. So when we began, we said it must be activated by faith. It's where you start. So, so you know, favor is not earned or deserved, okay? It's um, activated by grace. It's unmerited, unlearned, unearned. That's grace. But there's also another word we said for favor, which is favor given to those who entreat the Lord, who, who inquire of the Lord. Who asked the Lord? Have you ever asked someone, hey, would you do me a favor? Somebody asked me this morning. Kathy asked me to do a favor this morning. Pastor, would you do me a favor? How many ever said to somebody, it depends? Has anybody ever responded, it depends? That's wisdom. Wisdom before you make a commitment, right? <laughs> yeah, what is it? Tell me what it is. I'll be glad to do you a favor. Uh, but, but you have the ability, because you're a child of the king, to entreat the Lord. Father, would you bless me? Would you favor me? It's not saying I'm greedy and self-centered and selfish. It means I'm with you and you're with me. Can I tell you from parenting, I want to bless my children. It ought to be natural for parents to want to bless their children. Is anybody hearing me? And especially if you get a good kid. So you don't know my brat. You want to favor my brat? Go ahead. I ain't giving them nothing. They ain't getting nothing for Christmas. They ain't getting, you ain't getting nothing for Christmas. None of you heard that song yet? Bless you, bless you. So we said favor is not fair. It's because sovereign God chooses, and he does so with justice. So in the story here with Joseph, it looks like Jacob favored Joseph over the other 11. And... Uh, and probably in his humanity, there was some favoritism. But can I just tell you, at the beginning of this series, God is no respecter of person. You won't get God to favor you over me. Or get you, you know, you have good DNA and good pedigree and you could, from good parents, you're third, fourth, fifth generation Pentecostal, so he's gonna favor you. But if you just come off the streets of a druggie, how I many know God is no respecter of persons? Grace can come to every home. And especially those who inquire of the Lord. Once you get saved, how many know your past is behind you and your future is in front of you? And when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, how many know anything's possible? I mean, what an adventure we've been on. And so every day is not always easy. But uh, favor is certainly not fair, but it certainly has a price. We talked about that. And when we see Joseph, we not only see the price of favor, but we see the purpose of favor. So I want to read some scripture. It's not up there, so I'm not going to flip yet. But um, but let me just read. It's a lot. It's a lot. But a preacher told me a long time ago, uh, might have been Dr. Wood, who we put laid to rest this week. God bless Jewel Wood and the family, uh, George P. and his sister. And what a great mentor and a great friend to Oak Grove. We salute George Wood. Uh, but he told me one time, young preacher, read a lot of scripture. It might be all they get out of your sermon. So let's get with it, okay? Joseph was brought down to Egypt. This is Genesis uh, 39. Brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, this is after he was sold into slavery, uh, put in the pit already, sold into slavery, a caravan uh, of Ishmaelites come out over and picked him up. Can I tell you, all that was favor. I don't have time to get into it. But by the time they put him in the pit, God already had a caravan dispatched to come pick him up. How many know God knows where you are? You can't go into a pit. He doesn't already have you placed and a person to pick you up out of there and take you on to your next destination. Just because he was favored and wore the coat didn't mean he didn't have a hard time. 
So Reuben, uh, the firstborn, he, he thought he should be favored, right? I should have the birthright, basically the birthright. Joseph was the firstborn of Rachel. Reuben was the firstborn of, of Leah. And so whenever they wanted to put him in the pit, you recall, I'm just giving you a little brief history of it. I've studied a lot, and I've got more packed in my brain than you have time for me to teach. But, but so Reuben thought it should, be, it should belong to me. So you understand how jealousy started, right? What are you doing with that pretty little coat, Joseph? You little dreamer? See, Joseph told his brothers when God gave him a dream at 16, 17, told his brothers, one day you'll bow down to me. I don't know by what attitude he said that, but it didn't set well with the boys. And they got a little irritated with little old Joe. And so, and so he, his daddy gave him this beautiful coat, a beautiful coat, long sleeve, long tunic, and he wore it around like royalty, like he was royalty. So I don't know about his air or his attitude, but however it was, he was bringing bread and cheese to the boys, and they, and they thought, here comes that dreamer. And I should have had the birthright, not him. And after him, you know, uh, next one, second place, third place, Judah in fourth place said, hey, these old guys are, uh, they had committed adultery with my father's wife. He shouldn't get it. He's disqualified. And then the, Judah said, I'm the fourth one. I am, I'm the one that should deserve it. And then Gad and Naphtali and, and you, you understand, each one thought they deserved what, what Joseph was carrying. Can I tell you, when you get the favor of God, not everybody's going to be happy. And not everybody's born into it. And sometimes you can just be around favor. Can I just tell you, if I can't have it personally, I just like to be around connected to it. Instead of being connected to favor, they thought they'd take Joseph and put him in a pit. They despise, they kind of uh, uh, come up with a plan and they put Joseph in a pit. Uh, that was Reuben, the firstborn, who had enough responsibility to say, let's not kill him. Let's not kill him. They wanted to kill him. Let's not kill him. Let's just take him, put him in this here pit, take his coat. And rip it and shred it and put some lamb's blood on it. Bring it to daddy Jacob and tell Jacob that a a wild animal ate him. Ate him. Present tense, past tense, whatever. He died. Tell daddy he died. Favor's gone. Here's the coat. Jacob wept. Why did Jacob weep so much over Joseph? He loved Joseph because he loved Rachel. I mean, love begets love. Yeah, it's a DNA of love. Wasn't that he didn't love Leah. It's just that Uncle Laban gave him Leah. Oh, cow-eyed Leah. God bless you. If you have blue eyes, don't take offense. But in the Bible day, blue eyes was not the pretty eyes. Brown eyes was the pretty eyes. Isn't that beautiful, Melissa, with your beautiful brown eyes? Rachel had brown eyes, but Leah had blue eyes. They called them cow eyes. It's gross, isn't it? And Laban gave, are y'all enjoying this or y'all need me to go on? Laban gave to, to Jacob, Leah, oh, cow-eyed Leah. I don't know if she might have been cross-eyed. I don't know. But he didn't want her. But Laban said, you work with me another seven years, I'll give you Rachel. When he had Rachel, he had, Jake, he had Joseph and then Benjamin, the baby. How many babies in the house? I'm the baby of 11. Don't throw me in a pit, please. Don't kill me. Don't hate me because I'm favored. Amen. That's what was going on. Anyway, they put him in the pit. A caravan comes in the will of God, at the time of God, in the favor of God, even in the pit. 
So just because you're favored doesn't mean you're not fulfilling God's plan and purpose, not in God's will. I mean, no, you can still be in God's will in the pit. You can still be in God's will in a pandemic. The world doesn't change because somebody got sick. God is still God, and he still has a touch on your life. He has his hand on your life. Does anybody here believe God has his hand on your life? One or two of you? How many say, I'd like to have God's hand on my life? I don't even know that I do. There you go. Uh, The rest of you not voting at all, so I'm going on. Here's what happened. After that, an officer, they, they sold him down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, captain of the guard. I just want to explain that. That is not like a, a chef. He's not over the food in the mess hall. He's captain of the guard. He's security. He's over all the security for Pharaoh and Egypt, captain of the guard. Uh, he, brought, he brought him and uh, out of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down there. A uh, place called there. I want to preach it, but I ain't got time. And the Lord was with Joseph. Somebody shout that with me. And the Lord. One more time. And the Lord was. So he's with him in, in, in Israel. He's with him. He's with him in the pit. And now he's, now he's at Potiphar's house. And the Lord was with. And he calls him a prosperous man. He calls Joseph. The Bible calls Joseph a prosperous man. Right? And so, so when he, when he begins, favor comes to those who trust the Lord because God, remember we said, delights in those who trust him, right? And God can trust you. Can God trust you with a code of favor? Remember last week I left off my little, my, my sermon online. Can God trust you? So we know that you trust God, right? But can God trust you? Because when it comes to being graced, that means God favored you. He blessed you. He saved you. But then now as you grow in spiritual maturation process, we want to know, now we want to know, can God trust you? Because if he can get it through you, he might get it to you. If God can trust you with his favor, he just might pour it on you. And what if it's dimensional by faith? If you believe for a spoonful of favor, then you get a spoonful of favor. If you want to believe for a truckload of favor, you might get a truckload of favor. So whoever sows sparingly, reaps sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully, reaps bountifully. We're not talking prosperity. We're talking favor with God. Dimensional about about whether you're willing to believe God for or what God can trust you with. I want you to see this because we're going to flip and flop, and hopefully you'll get something out of all this. But this coat comes with dreams and detours. So, So even though he had a coat at 16, he had a detour at 17. At 17, he's at Potiphar's house, 17 years old. And so the, so the first coat was a coat of favor, obviously. Beautiful coat. There it is. How beautiful. Color. Nobody can miss it. Like a peacock. He's running around Israel. The boys didn't like it. Yeehaw. Not everybody's going to be happy about it, right? And they thought they deserved it, but Father gave it to Joseph. And after they were, uh, they thought they were entitled to it. Somebody shout amen. So the brothers took his coat, but they could not take his favor. Uh, That's worth shouting about. Let me keep going. So God gave him another coat when he got to Potiphar's house. He gave him a coat of service. Can I just submit the whole thing to you in case you don't get anything? And I know all of you are taking notes like crazy, and that's why you're not responding. But I feel like I'm preaching better than you're listening. The coat of service. I don't believe he's going to trust you with favor 
if you are selfish? If you're not going to serve anybody, how's God going to give you his favor when you can't even stand people? You hate everybody. Everybody, you hate them all. Hate everybody at work. I hate everybody at church. I hate everybody. I hate the Democrats. I hate the Republicans. I hate the president. I hate the city in Greene County. I hate everybody. Well, guess what? You sit there with all your hate. You're not going to have any favor. How can he trust you? Because the whole thing is the purpose and plans of God. Are y'all hearing this? If you can't stand anybody, <laughs> how are you, how is he going to use you to bless anybody? The whole purpose of being blessed is to be a blessing. That's it. It goes, it doesn't stop with you. It goes, goes further than you. And if it can't go further than you, if God can't trust you to get it further than you, he's not even going to get it to you. And we're not talking money. We're talking favor. And he doesn't call favor, he doesn't call Potiphar prosperous. He calls Joseph prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. He was prosperous in the house of his master. He's a slave. But the Bible calls him prosperous, a prosperous slave. How about that for an oxymoron? And his master saw the Lord was with him. You see that? Verse 3, and the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Here's something you need to get out of Joseph's life, and we're going to keep going and going and going until we get it done. Everything he did, he acknowledged it was the Lord that did it. Don't, don't hate me. My father favored me. Right? And sell me. My father's going to dispatch the Ishmaelites to pick me up. You can't do, you can't keep a good man down. I mean, if God blessed you, who's going to curse you? Can I say it like Romans? If God be for me, I'm blessed. No weapon. I wish somebody, I feel like preaching. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I'm blessed. I'm favored. Arrogance is different than confidence. We're not talking arrogance. And if, if Joseph had a, a tidbit of arrogance, then they <laughs> he gave the brothers the bullets to shoot him. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened. I think it was more like they had entitlement and they were jealous because God blessed him and not them. Have you ever been there? You thought you should have the promotion. Somebody else got it. I mean, oh, God has your promotion planned for you. You don't have to wait in line like some pauper who never gets a chance. I know they always pick you. I remember growing up, and I wasn't much of an athlete, but they always picked girls before they'd pick me for the baseball team. All the girls got, you know, I know. We can play baseball. Of course you can, but back in that day, they didn't. Fifty hundred years ago, when I was playing baseball, they didn't play baseball. So when they picked a girl over a boy, it was kind of, never mind, I ain't got time to explain it. And here it is. And look at it. Look at it. In verse 4, and Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him. He found favor in Potiphar's sight. You see, when you get favor from God, God will extend favor to people to bless you. He got favor from Potiphar, and he served him. Whatever his hand found to do, he did it with all of his might, as under God and not to man. He wasn't serving Potiphar. He was serving the God of Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You understand that? Are y'all getting this? 
And so he said um, uh, that he found favor in his sight and he served him, verse 4, and made him, and Potiphar made him overseer over his house and all that he had he put into Joseph's hand. Potiphar trusted Joseph. So the first thing you need to get favor is confidence or trust that they can trust you. It takes proof. I mean, if you can't make it to church three times a week, but you want to be a minister, I mean, you can't, you can't even pay your tithe, yet you want God to give you revelation knowledge. Is anybody helping me? I done went practical and you got mad at me. Just going to have to get over it. This is going to be a tough lesson. Don't get mad. Just get right. Everything Joseph did, he did the right thing. He didn't get ugly. He didn't get bitter. He didn't get mad. He didn't get jealous. He just kind of kept on serving God. And the Lord was with Joseph, and Joseph kept serving the Lord with a glad heart, with a right attitude. Are you seeing this? Verse 5, and it came to pass, it always does, from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. That's why if you haven't been favored personally, you ought to get in step with somebody who has. How I many know some of your children have been favored because your parents are favored? Listen, if you can pass down money, how many know you ought to be able to pass down a DNA of favor? A spiritual heritage. If your mom and daddy's faithful, mom and daddy, if you want to pass down a heritage of faithfulness on your children, you might get up and go to church. You expect your children to be faithful and you don't even get up and go? You wonder why your children are having financial difficulty and all the while you're stingy and greedy and you're not even generous? You gotta put it in, it's gotta be in you before you can get it to them. God's gotta trust you before you can trust them. Let me just say it like this. I love my girls, but I wasn't given Tori nor Chrissy a convertible Corvette at 13. Not because I don't love them, but I don't trust them. I don't even trust me in a Corvette. At 60 almost. 58. I just made it. I'm a young man. But they go fast and I like it. So God didn't give it to me. But if he wants to, I can still inquire of it. But he's got to trust me first. Are y'all seeing that? So my girls got PT cruisers. You know, little bitty things. Putt cars. Putt putt cars. That's what I can trust them with. Are y'all seeing that? Praise the Lord. Anyway, they didn't really. They didn't like it, so I had to sell it. He had, he left all he had in Joseph's hand, and, the, and he knew not all he had, save the bread which he did eat. Well, Potiphar didn't even know what he had. He had so much confidence in Joseph. He didn't even know what he had, except the bread that he ate. Isn't that something? That's a lot of confidence. That's a lot of trust. What if God trusted you that much? Can God trust you with favor? That's the question on the outset of this whole series. Can he trust you with money? So he gives you a job and you make a living and you don't give him nothing. How? Listen, as fast as he gave it, that's how fast he'll pull it off of you. Can I just tell you, in America, we have been blessed and he blessed us. But when we turn our back on God, how many know he will pull his favor right off of our nation? Just that fast. 
He'll rise you up into authority like he did Saul. And he'll rip that throne right out from underneath you. Because pride. God hates it. Greediness. God hates it. Self-centeredness. God hates it. He's never, listen to me, never is he going to favor somebody who's greedy and selfish. But somebody he can trust, you can have all he has. That's good preaching, Pastor. And Joseph was a goodly person and well-favored. Verse 7, and it came to pass after these things, it always comes. That his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, lie with me. But he refused. And he said to his master's wife, behold, my master does not want me to do that. (laughs) He's given me and trusted me with all that is in his house, including you, Potiphar's wife. Her name was Hotifer. She was not ugly. And listen to this. Joseph, (laughs) I thought that was awesome. Potiphar's wife was Hotifer. Anyway, Joseph, Joseph was handsome too. I'm not in the game. I'm not in the game. I've been married and happily married 38 years. But she, she wanted more. I mean, oh, you can't give somebody who's away from God enough. And never satisfied. She had Potiphar. She had all that Potiphar owned. He's, he's leading in Egypt. She's living in the palace. She's taken care of. And now she wants him. I mean, no sin and lust will always come knocking at your door. Especially if favor is on your life. Is anybody getting any of this? Oh, I want to preach so bad and I ain't got no time. But would you give me more time to finish a little bit? Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to take it anyway. So he refused and said to the master's wife, Behold, my master does not, that's not right. Uh, And he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. Verse 9, there is none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee. Uh, Hey, Hotifer, you're the only thing I can't have here, and I don't even want you. But unlike a lot of believers, Adam and Eve, who had all of the trees of the garden. All of the trees of the garden. Except this one. Joseph had everything. He had everything. And, and she did too. But she wanted him. And he said no. He, he has given me everything. And he, has, he trusted me with everything but you. And I'm not going to do that to him. And furthermore, I'm not going to do it to God. So, and so he had the code of service. Uh, so, so when he had the coat of favor, his brothers ripped it away. I mean, oh, you could take my coat, but you can't take my favor. And now he's got the coat of service, but now, now, see, he's serving. Uh, can I tell you, uh, if God can trust you with serving, he'll help you start leading. But until you can start serving, you can't even start leading. You need favor to lead, by the way. Potiphar's wife took his coat, but she could not take his character. So she took it. See, what happened was he made a pass. She made a pass at him. And, and he said, like MC Hannah, can't touch this. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, oh, if you know what you got, you don't give it away frivolously. You ain't even you ain't, you ain't even in the field, lady. What I got at home is better than what you got. See that? And Satan tells you what you have is not enough. 
You need more. You need better. Take his wife. He could have been living in the house and having Hotifer and having everything, everything. But he wouldn't have had peace in his heart. He wouldn't have had favor with God. He understood what he would be forfeiting for one girl. No, I don't think so. Ain't nobody that pretty. Look what Esau did. He sold his birthright for a pot of deer stew. How how much do you value favor? How much do you value the grace of God in your life? How much do you value the money God gave you? Because if you hoard it and hide it and don't give it and release it, you ain't going to have it for very long. Let me just tell you, you better enjoy what you got if you don't plan on sharing it. Because he'll rip it from you. Just like he did with the parable of the, of the talents. He'll take it from you and give it to the one. But right now he said, I'm taking what the, the treasures of the wicked and I'm saving them up for the righteous. It's for you. God has everything. It's for you. I said everything is for you. Have you anybody ever heard of an inheritance? The parents always work, 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 work. Everything they own, everything they save, everything they live for, they save it. Save it for who? For their children. For their heirs. For the generation beyond them. It's not about you. Because we're happy when our children are happy. God delights That's what favor is. He delights in blessing you. It makes him feel blessed when you're blessed. But if you take the blessing like the prodigal son did and waste it, he'll forgive you again, give you another opportunity. But, boy, you you wasted a lot of time and money, and you won't get that much at the end. It's all gone. Are you all hearing me? With God, it's never gone. How many glad heaven's never going to be bankrupt? You know, I'm not sure that when I get to 67, there's going to be any Social Security left for me to get. I mean, here I'm working all my life and wondering. I'm looking at I'm looking at oh, They keep printing. Print trillions and trillions. Is there like a gazillion? Is there a number beyond trillion? I mean, we're fastly approaching the gazillion. Did I just make that up? How far in debt can you go? That's what I'm saying. And isn't it good to know that Father God <laughs> has resources that are unlimited? So who are you going to trust in? God or man? Because man can give you a little bit for a little while. And you might be tempted and lust over that. But God, listen, God's wealth, whew, unlimited. So he said, I'm not doing that to you, uh, to, to you. I don't want to hurt you, lady, much less your husband, your family, and my God. I don't want to turn on my God. I'd rather obey God than have you. You ain't that hot. Sorry, Hotifer, you're not that hot. And it came to pass, and she spoke to Joseph day by day, and he, he hearkened not to her. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Lie with me. No, lady. Lie with me. No, lady. Are you crazy? You think I'm going to give up the whole world for you? I'm on my way to a dream. God gave me a promise. I mean, you better hold on to that dream. You better hold on to that purpose and that plan. 
You better hold on to that favor because God's not finished with you and Satan will tempt you with everything to detour you from the dream. It always comes up, especially for preachers. Three ways to kill a preacher. Gold, glitters, and girls. You can put it another way. Fame, fortune, and females. And he's destroyed a lot of them. But at the end of the day, come on, somebody, is anybody with me this morning? At the end of the day, when I stand before Jesus, I want to be strong. I want to be brave. I want to finish well. I want to say, Lord, the favor you gave me, I gave it back to you. The crown you gave me, I'm laying at your feet. It was well worth the journey. I have kept the faith. I have run the race. I have kept the faith. And the prize I wanted was you all along. I didn't want Egypt had, look what Moses said. I would rather suffer with the people of God than to enjoy all the treasures in Egypt for a season. And that's amazing because it's only for a season anyway. Get all the money you can. Hey, you go ahead and get all you can. And when you die, what are you going to do with all that? That's what Solomon said. Vanity, vanity. Give it to my kids. It didn't do me one ounce of good unless I gave it away. Unless I built built somebody else up, blessed somebody else. How many feel like blessing somebody right now? Anybody? Get that big offering plate. They feel like blessing somebody. Put it over here. Didn't work. Verse 11, it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business. And there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment, his coat. Like a yellow vest at Walmart. Say, lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled. Let me tell you some good advice. Especially for young men. Flee youthful lust. When somebody trying to take away your dream, run! And she took his coat. But she couldn't take his character. Lost another coat. He lost another... There went another coat. I am free. I am free. Every time he gives me a coat, I lose it, but I'm free. I am free. Are you seeing that? I gave him another coat, a coat of prisoner, a prison coat. Stripe it. Stripe. Prison garb. It was really not a prison guard. It was a position. How many know it's a wonderful thing when God positions you? He will position you when you don't even know you're being positioned. So, so, so the devil thought it was Hotifer that was messing him up, but God was actually, because he kept his integrity, kept his character, God had another place for him to go because he had another thing for him to do. That's how it is. Up and down, good days, bad days, but you stay with the Lord. Stay with the Lord. The Lord was with Joseph and Joseph was with the Lord. Are you seeing that? Dance with God. All the way to the dream. That's what he's saying. So, um, uh, Joseph went into the house and she caught him by his garment and he ran. And it came to pass, verse 13, when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled forth, she called unto the men of the house, spoke unto them, See, he hath brought, uh, uh, brought in a Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in to lie with me and I cried with a loud voice. She's trying to rape me. How many's ever been lied on? See, 
Pastor, you talk about favor, and I'm a little confused because I've got favor, and people are lying on me and putting me in prison and making me serve them. No, 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 no. Nobody's making you serve. You put the coat on. See, I want to serve. I want to serve. I get to serve. If you're not going to serve, you have no coat. At Walmart, if you work at Walmart, you have to put on the yellow vest. You have to. It's mandatory. Let me preach the rest of my service. It's mandatory. Now, you can go all through this whole pandemic griping about it, or you can just put it on and go. Just because you're wearing a mask doesn't mean the favor got off of you or not wearing a mask. I mean, it's not about the mask at all. This whole thing is... Did anybody get that yet on the news? Is it, is it good or is it not good? I'm, not, I'm so confused. You get so caught up on the mandate that you forget the man. You're not serving the president. You're serving God. But you're under his leadership. If you can't learn how to... You can't learn how to follow. You'll never learn how to lead. And that's why some people don't like church. Because they kick against leadership. And that's why the brothers got jealous. And that's why that's why people feud and fight. Because they don't know how to follow. But when you're connected, whether it's you that's connected to favor or connected to somebody else with favor, how many know the whole bunch gets blessed? How many glad that Old Grove is blessed and favored? So... She laid up his garment by her until his Lord came home. And she spake unto him according to the word, saying, The Hebrew servant which you gave to us came unto me and mocked me and came to pass. I lifted up my voice and cried. He left his coat. Here it is. Here it is. Here's proof that he's not a man of integrity. And although he lost his position, he never lost his character. God gave him a position of interpreter. And Joseph prospered even in the prison. So I want you to see this because when Potiphar put him in prison, Potiphar had an idea, Josiah, that, that his wife was a liar and his servant was telling the truth. That's my take. You read the Bible the way you want. But the sentence for what Joseph did was death. And Potiphar should have killed him, but Potiphar didn't kill him. Potiphar put him up in the prison guard and elevated him. Help us. How did you ever be an elevated prisoner? I mean, that's an oxymoron, an elevated prisoner. You're a prisoner who's elevated. I don't think anybody's getting this, but I'm getting it. On your worst day with favors, better than your best day without it. Even in the prison, your boy gets to call the shots. And he's interpreting dreams because he, he's obeying God. And when they said, you interpret dreams, he said, no, no, no. My God has given me the gift to interpret these dreams. And nothing to do with me. He always kept a humble spirit. And the butler and the cook, you know, the, those guys that came in to prison and he interpreted their dream. One was going to die. The other one was going to be elevated. One that got elevated, he said, hey, remember me when you go back to the palace because I gave you the dream. Remember that? Remember me. Remember me. Uh, so so <laughs> it's a long time before he got to Potiphar's house. Seven years into prison before he got to the palace. A long time has transpired between the time he had the dream at 17 and now he's what? 30. Are y'all seeing this? So, so you got to understand the Lord was with Joseph all the way. He prospered him. And one thing you need underneath, since I got a vest on today, underneath that coat, you need a vest of patience. I was going to wear my coat today, but it's so hot up here, I thought I'd die. 
I know you're freezing out there. but I want to get some chairs on the platform. I bet you I'd have a whole load of people up here. A vest of patience. Two years went by. Nobody. They forgot him. He was rotten in the jail. I'm sure Joseph could have said something like, you know what, God? You favored me. My brother's you know, put me in the pit, wanted to kill me, and then they put me in the pit, barely saved me. You sold me into slavery. So so I was in the pit, I was in slavery, I was in Potiphar's house, and things were going well. And then the woman came on to me, and I told her no, because I love you, and then that, look where it got me. And then you used me here to serve those guys. I served these guys, and then I told them to remember me, and it's two years ago, and nobody even remembered I'm here. I'm wasting away in here. What about the dream? What about the dream, God? And if you're not careful, you can detour off of that dream because you let your spirit get bad. You didn't have patience. How many believe God still has a plan for your life? What about the dream, God? Can God trust you with the dream while you are in the prison? That's the million dollar question. Okay? So God promotes in his own time. Just hang in there. Hang in there. But God gives him another coat, a coat of purpose. And I'm done. You can pass the test if you can, right? The bitterness test. Can you wear the vest of forgiveness under that coat of promotion? Because, see, when he got into the palace, God had him there. Seven years between the time he got in the palace between the, before the brothers came. Seven years. And the brothers came. And when he saw the brothers, he just didn't like them. And he could have said, Josiah, he could have said, There's those 11 scoundrels. There they are. Ten, really, because Benjamin was the good brother. There they are. And now that I am second in command of all of Egypt, and I've got favor in in the palace, I'm going to give them what they deserve. I'm going to kick them in the teeth. I'm going to sell them into slavery. I'm going to use them, put them in prison. I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to give them what they deserve. But he didn't. How many glad for the forgiveness of the Holy Spirit? And how many glad that God gave you mercy? See, when he gives you mercy, God has mercy on whoever he has mercy on. He has compassion on whoever he has. He's God, and he has the privilege to do that. But if you're going to have any resemblance of your God, you're going to have to have a spirit of patience and a spirit of forgiveness under that code of leadership. I know a lot of leaders remove their coat and they remove their vest and they never reach to their dream because they got detoured by people. People. Well, you don't know how bad my brothers hurt me. I want you to listen to the most beautiful words. What you boys meant for evil against me, God turned into good. What? Are you kidding me? Somebody's going to mess you around. If Satan tempted Jesus, how many know he's not going to waste any time trying to tempt you? Hey, Jesus. Hey, hey. If you'll bow down to me, you know, I'll give you everything in the kingdom. Really? (laughs) How can you give somebody who has favor anything? I have everything. When you have favor, you have everything. Does anybody believe the word of God when it says every spiritual gift is for you from the Lord? Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. If it's good, God gave it to you. Doesn't mean you're not going to have bad days. Pit experiences, prison experiences, Hotifer experiences. 
But you got to learn how to forgive. Can God trust you with a dream? Do you want to walk in favor? That's it. That's all I got. Maybe you were born into a dysfunctional family. I don't know. Maybe your father didn't give you any. But Heavenly Father, how many know he's ready to pass out gifts? The New Testament word, the Greek word, y'all can come back to the instruments. Thank you so much. The Greek word is charis, gift, favor, gift, gift. The Old Testament is, is grace. The New Testament is gift. The Old Testament, they didn't have Jesus. How I many know oh, now we have Jesus? Is anybody glad for Jesus? I mean, if you have Jesus, you've got everything you need. Every promise God ever made is yea and amen in Christ Jesus. If you have Jesus, you have favor. You have favor. Now, what are you willing, what are you willing to sacrifice and forfeit favor? A pot of stew? Are we okay? A pot of stew. You never know what's going on back here. Uh, what are you willing to? What are you willing to? What kind of experience do you want? A little moment with with hot Really? You think that's the money? You want money? I mean, no money is gonna. There's not gonna be. Does anybody understand the money is on its way out? Power? You want power? What can you do with power? What if God gave you power today? What would you do with it? Can you handle it? Do you understand? It's all about if God can trust you or not. Can God trust you with his favor? That's the big question. He trusted Joseph. It's visible. That coat is very visible. Not everybody's going to like it, especially Satan. Because he don't want you to come into your dream. We'll go on into the palace and to the purposes later on, but I ran out of time. Anybody enjoy the narrative of Joseph today? Anybody? Would you give the Lord praise? Come on, give him praise. It's all right. We got a, we got a whole story to tell. Would you stand with me? This